Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to worship at Flat Springs Baptist Church. So good to see all of your smiling faces here this morning. We're so glad that you could be here with us to worship. If you're visiting with the first, for the first time with us this morning, we want to say a special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. Uh, we do have visitor's cards in the pew. If you'd like to take one, you'll fill it out and just drop it in the offering plate as it comes by. And we'll be grateful for you to do that for us. I do have a few announcements to share with you all this morning. Uh, first, we want to say thank you to everyone who came and helped to clean up the church grounds early yesterday morning. Uh, the mulch looks great, and the bushes look great, and everything looks great. So thank you all so much for, for taking care and um, making our church look beautiful. We appreciate that. Also, special thanks to the Sunday School classes that um, hosted our Sunday School Church picnic last night. We're so grateful for you and for all that you did to make that a success. Uh, we had a wonderful time fellowshipping together. We would like to say a special congratulations to the Kemp family on the arrival of their little girl. Vivian Grace Kemp was born on Tuesday of this past week. Mom and baby are both doing well. And brothers and sister is so excited to have that new little bundle of joy at their house. So um, if you see them, make sure to say congratulations to them. Grief Share will begin on Sunday, October 20th at 2 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. It is not too late if you did not get a chance to sign up on the sign-up sheet for that. You are more than welcome to come and still participate in that. Um, again, that will be Sunday, October 20th at 2 o'clock. We will be collecting the offering for World Hunger Day next Sunday. If you signed out a bread bank, please make sure to turn that in. The fall festival is coming up quickly. It'll be here the last Saturday of this month um, from 11 to 2. We've asked Sunday school classes to help us out, facilitate some games. Um, but there's also a sign-up sheet in the atrium if you would like to bring chili for our chili cook-off. Or um, there's bins in the small kitchen if you would like to bring some individually wrapped candy for that event as well. There are some other ways that uh, the church family can get involved, and so if there's a need and or you feel like you're needed to help with this event and you'd like to do so, please come see me and I will be glad to plug you in um, where we have a need. A few prayer requests to share with you all this morning as well. Um, we've been praying for Marky Wooten, um, and we want to continue praying for her. Uh, she is still in the intensive care unit, uh, but she is making small steps of progress, and so we are thankful for that. Uh, but we just ask that you please continue to pray for her and her family um, as she continues uh, down her road of recovery. Also, um, Tony Brown, and the only way that I've been told to identify Tony to you is he's the hog farmer that lives on Lower Moncure Road. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, nod your head if yes, okay. Um, he has cancer, and so we want to be praying for him. He's going to have an appointment uh, later this month at UNC to seek out some treatment options, um, but we want to be praying for him and his family. Would you go to God in prayer with me now? Gracious God, we come to you today as thankful people. Thankful that we have the privilege to enter into this sacred space together to worship you. We want to lift up all those that are on our prayer list this morning, but especially Marky and Tony. God, we pray for them, we pray for their families, and God, we pray for healing. 
Be with us now as we focus all our attention on you in worship. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is a hymn tune that our, one of our uh, songs from Easter, one of the anthems from Easter was based on. Please stand and sing with us in the insert in your bulletin, please.
Our dear and most gracious Heavenly Father, we give thanks for all your many, many blessings, dear Lord. Today we give thanks for your steadfast love that endures for all. Please accept and bless these tithes and these offerings to be used for thy will and service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn to number 365, In Remembrance of Me.
Good morning. How are y'all today? Good. Have some visitors today. Nice to have you guys. All right. I want to ask you, do you ever forget anything? Do you? A lot. Okay. What do you forget? What are some things you forget? Clean your room. I knew that was coming. What else? Forget to do your homework. I bet I've heard that a million times. What else? Forget to take what to church? Homework? Yeah, okay. All right. Forget to take it. You did it, you just forgot to take it. Okay. Anything else? Well, how do you keep from forgetting? What are some things you do to help yourself? Tell mom to remind you. Put it on her, okay? What? A, put it in your planner. That's a great idea. Like a sticky note. Put it on the refrigerator. Is that what you said? Okay. That's a good idea. You know, your parents can just put it in their phone and it alarms and reminds them. That's a good thing, isn't it? Okay. Well, today we're going to talk about something that you have to remember that is so very, very important. Probably the most important thing ever. That, do you know what it is? Okay. Something, we'll see if you're right, something that Jesus told us to remember. So that's really, really important. Something he doesn't want us to ever forget. Jesus told us to remember. And that is communion or sometimes called the Lord's Supper. If you've noticed, the table, communion table, is different this morning, isn't it? It's, it's something under there, and you've probably noticed that and seen that before. The word communion means share. We're going to share the communion. What we do, we're going to do it together, and we're going to share our thoughts with God. It's also called the Lord's Supper, and I'm going to tell you what happened the first Lord's Supper. Jesus, and this, this happened like 2,000 years ago. That's when Jesus, over 2,000, when Jesus was on the earth. He was having supper with his disciples. He had 12 disciples, and they were with him. And when they finished their meal, did the first communion, the first Lord's Supper. He, he finished, they finished the meal. They were sitting around the table, all of them with Jesus. And Jesus broke some bread. And he gave each of them a piece of bread. And he said, this is my body. That represents Jesus' body. And then he took the cup to drink from, and he said, this is my blood. It was wine in the cup, but it represented Jesus' blood. It represented the sins that he took on. He poured out his blood for you to forgive your sins. Jesus told them to do this in remembrance of me. So that's a command to do this. So we will not forget. The, the bread represents God's, Jesus' body, that he hung on the cross and died. And the, and the wine, and today we drink grape juice, this is sort of like that, that Jesus' blood that he lost for us. 
Jesus soon died after this event. Jesus knew that he was going to be crucified right after this, but the disciples didn't know that. But after he was crucified, then they remembered what Jesus did. Um, he wanted them to keep doing this very often to remember that he died for our sins. And he wants you and I to remember too. He wants us to remember that he died for our sins. I'm going to show you what we use today. Jesus meant that he wants us to remember too, not just the disciples. This is a, a piece of the bread that we take. Ooh, I'm so sorry I dropped it. This is, thank you. This is, a, this is the bread that represents Jesus' body. Okay? And this is a little tiny cup of juice. And this represents Jesus' blood. Okay? Now, this isn't something that we laugh about or we have fun with. This is serious. This is a time when we communicate and we talk to God. We don't just drink the grape juice and eat the bread. This is, this is a time that you can use in your head to talk to Jesus, to ask him, and to think about, are you use, are, is God in the center of your life? So, we usually wait to do this until we have accepted Jesus as our Savior, and we know what is happening. So, after you join the church and you're baptized, that's the time when you start taking the communion. Okay? So, this is following Jesus' directions. And I want you to notice next Sunday, you can't see it this Sunday, but underneath the white cloth on the table, have you ever noticed it says, in remembrance of me? Have you ever seen that? That's what that means. That's the communion table. And so we can't bother it this Sunday, but next Sunday, I want you to look at the table, and when you see in remembrance of me, I want you to think about Jesus' love for us, that he died on the cross for us. Okay? I see some, a button on a, a little thing on the cross that I, I can't remember if it was a little shiny thing that, that was actually a supposed to do okay. like stick on the cross, that little that white cloth. Thing. The golden thing. Okay. Well, that cross up there is also a symbol to remind us that Jesus died on the cross. And it looks like okay. it says something. It might. We'll look at it close later, okay? Looks All right, let's have our prayer. Bow your heads. Dear Lord, thank you for these precious children. We're thankful that they've been introduced to your love and your care. Help us all to remember, and when we have communion, talk to you, and thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. In thy name we pray. Amen. Okay, see ya. Hear these words from the book of John, the 12th chapter. Those who serve me must follow me. My servants will be with me wherever I will be. If people serve me, the Father will honor them. I am too deeply troubled now to know how to express my feelings. 
Should I say, Father, save me from this time of suffering? No, I came for this time of suffering. Father, give glory to your name. A voice from heaven said, I have given it glory, and I will give it glory again. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, as we prepare our hearts and minds to listen to the words sung by our choir, and as we prepare ourselves, as we think about the disciples gathered around your table, God, I pray that you would find us excited, excited to hear a word from you, and humbled to be able to participate in the reminder of your sacrifice for us, that is communion. Father, we are reminded and acknowledged today that we are not worthy of the sacrifice that you made for us on that cross. But oh, are we so grateful. Help us to truly allow ourselves to think on this act of worship that we will participate in together in the coming moments. In Jesus' name, amen.
I would invite you to open your Bibles to John chapter 13. We're going to be looking at verses 21 through 30. So John chapter 13, verses 21 through 30. And I would ask that you stand as a way of honoring the reading of God's word. After saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. One of the disciples said, whom Jesus loved, was reclining at the table by Jesus' side. So Simon Peter motioned to him, to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So that disciple, leaning back against Jesus, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, what, are, what you are going to do, do quickly. Now no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the money bag, Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the morsel of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, I just pray that the words that come out of my mouth would be the message that we need to hear today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The table. The table of the Lord. The holy table. One of the most sacred spaces in which the disciples gathered around Jesus to spend those last few moments with him before he was to be taken away. Surely they did not understand the significance of this time in this space. Jesus even acknowledged this when he said to them, You do not realize what I am doing now, but later you will. Friends, today we have an opportunity to experience the table from the latter perspective. We know what comes after the bread and the cup is shared and the significance of this holy moment. That is why we take time to stop, to pause, to ponder, and to observe the ordinance that is the Lord's Supper with one another. It is holy, it is sacred, and it is one of the greatest symbols we have that points us to the greatest sacrifice that was ever made on our behalf. Before we take part in communion today, I want us to first look at the scene which we have set before us. I debated which gospel I was going to read from this morning because each one offers a different perspective that is unique to its author. Now I'm a person that loves to compare. I love to put things side by side and look at the differences, the similarities, and what stands out in a certain text, given the author's unique voice or perspective. For today, I landed on the table narrative that we find in the Gospel of John. I like John 
Because as Jesus leads the disciples to gather around the table, he challenges them by allowing him to serve them by washing their feet. Hear these words from John chapter 13. It was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He said to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I am not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the passage of scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Jesus was a model servant, and he demonstrated this to his disciples by washing their feet. Washing guests' feet was a job for a household servant, but Jesus wrapped that towel around his waist, taking on the literal stature of a slave, and washed and dried the disciples' feet. The Son of God, taking on the nature of a servant, humbled himself as an example to the disciples for how he wanted them to carry on, even after he was no longer with them on this earth. Even in this moment of humble service, he was also teaching. Jesus knew that the disciples did not know what was about to happen to him, and he knew that it would be scary, intimidating, and life-changing for them. These men who had been with him, whom he called by name to come and serve alongside him, were about to be faced with their greatest calling yet. 
But before he goes, he shares with them the purpose for what is about to happen. I like this scene that we find in John because to me it seems very familiar. There is language that points to the comfort level that can be found between a leader and his people, a teacher and his students, a father and his children. But Jesus also points out something that is less than encouraging at this point in the story. Someone sitting at the table was going to betray him. Knowing he was about to lay down his life for everyone seated before him, can you imagine how that must have felt? To know that someone sitting amongst you as a friend and a brother was going to turn against you in your deepest hour of need. But here's my favorite part of this text. So Jesus told him, what you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had been in charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. Did you catch that? As soon as Judas had taken the bread, Jesus allowed Judas to participate in the meal with the other disciples, even though he knew that directly after he left the table, he was going to betray him. Today, we're going to have the opportunity to participate in the Lord's Supper, and we are like Judas. We don't deserve to pick up that piece of bread. We too are sinners. If we were to examine our lives carefully, we would all see moments where we too have left the table to go out and do something that was against God and his commands. But because of the grace and forgiveness of our Lord Jesus Christ, we can participate. Let that sink in for a moment. The second reason why I picked this text to speak our narrative for us today is because it's not about the table. In all other narratives, Jesus focuses and speaks about the bread and the cup, but in this passage, it's more about the relationships. Jesus is preparing the 12 for what is about to come, and that is what I want to focus on today. Simon Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas were all gathered around the table with Jesus. He has just washed their feet, and now he takes the cup and the bread, and he tells them that these two elements represent his body and his blood. Once again, expressing to them that they don't yet know the significance of this moment that they are about to witness. But remember, Jesus is still teaching. Teaching them that even after he is no longer present on this earth, they must continue the work to be done. And then Jesus says this, A new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Jesus' instructions to the disciples can be summed up in this, love. 
Today, we have the privilege to gather as Jesus' disciples and to take part in communion. But today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to participate in walking communion, and here's why we're going to do this. Just like we looked at this narrative a little bit differently through John's text, I want y'all to look at the Lord's Supper a little bit differently today. Jesus' focus in this text was the fact that soon he would no longer be with the disciples and they had a job to do. So today, I want you to remember, as you are now Jesus' disciples, you have a job to do. Jesus may no longer be with us on this earth in a physical body, but he has given us a command to go, to serve, and to love. As a reminder of what we're going to take of that, we are not going to take communion and then remain in this space. We're going to stand up to depart to leave from this place and then take communion as we exit. This is to be a reminder to us all that we as Christian people have been given one of the greatest gifts we can ever receive, the gift of salvation. But if we simply sit here and participate in this reminder once every three months, and then do not do anything with it, we have missed our call. So today we're going to take the bread and the cup, and then we're going to go out into the world and love just as Jesus commanded us to do. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, oh, how we do not deserve you, Lord. We don't deserve the love and the mercy that you showed for each of us when you took our sins and died upon the cross of Calvary. But, oh Lord, are we most grateful. We don't deserve to eat from your holy table today, Lord, but we thank you that you allow us to do so anyway. God, as we take the time in this sacred space to think of all the many ways you have forgiven us time and time again, I pray that we would humble ourselves Humble ourselves as we come before you at the table and help us to be thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to give you some instructions on how this is going to work. Um, and then we're going to join together in song. So today you will be receiving communion from deacons who will be standing at the doorways when you exit the building. So there will be four deacons at this back door back here. There will be two deacons over here at the atrium door. We're going to ask that this doorway not be an exit today. This is going to be an entryway for those that are in the overflow space if they would like to come and join us for communion. So please do not exit out of these doors. You're going to walk up, and they will give you the bread, and they will give you the cup. You will take both of them just like you would do if you were sitting in the pew. There's going to be trash cans at the back, and on the side for you to throw your cup away as you exit. Now, here's the thing. I know this is a little different for us, but I want you to remember that we are still participating in communion. So I just ask that you remain reverent. Please don't talk. Don't talk until you get to the parking lot, so that way people that are still in line or participating in communion at the door won't be interrupted, okay? While everyone is going to exit in just a few moments, when I ask everyone to stand, I would invite those baptized believers to take the bread and the cup. 
Parents, this is a wonderful time for children to be able to participate in walking with you as you receive the bread in the cup and perhaps even open conversations to be had at home. So in just a few moments, we're going to stand and we're going to sing together. Once the song is over, I would ask everyone to sit back down. In a time of reflection of prayer and contemplation, David and I will be up here and we're going to serve the deacons first, and then we're going to send the deacons back to the different exits. So once the deacons have gotten to their spot, I'm going to dismiss the balcony first. So if you are in the balcony, I would ask that once the deacons get to the back, I'll say now the balcony may move forward. If you guys will come down quickly and quietly, you'll be the first to be dismissed, so that way you won't interfere with the people coming this way, okay? So once the balcony is dismissed, I'll have everyone else stand up. When you guys stand up, you can go to either one of these two exits, okay? Whichever one you prefer. My prayer is that this time of communion would allow you to reflect on the fact that you are Jesus' disciples about to receive the cup and the bread. And as his disciples, you have a job to do, to go and to love. Now let us stand and join hands with those that are near us. We now come to observe the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, given to us to celebrate in memory of his broken body and shed blood. It is said that on the night before he was betrayed, at the conclusion of the feast of the Passover, which he and his disciples were celebrating, he took bread and having blessed it, broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body, which is given for you. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. He that eateth this bread shall live forever. On the same night, our Lord took the cup and having blessed it, gave it to his disciples and said, This is my blood, which was shed for you. Holy God, as we prepare ourselves to receive communion today, help us not to merely take this bread and this cup, but help us to truly stop and think about the sacrifice that was made for us and the call upon our lives to be Jesus' disciples. 
God, help us to live into that call as soon as we step out of this building. Give us the strength and discipline we need to be your loving people with everyone that we meet. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, I would invite the balcony if you will go ahead and make your way down to receive communion. And everyone else, you will just remain in a state of um, prayer and contemplation. At this time, everyone else who is in the sanctuary may stand, and you may wake, make your way to either one of these two exits, and overflow may come in through the organ side.
that wasn't so bad, was it? <laughs>